I don't bloody believe it. Bob and Creeps, Rich Tea, Breakaway, Toffee Pops, Oreos, Cabrias and Fingers, Mini Cheddars, Knob Knobs, Custard Creeps, Pink Wafers, Rich Tea Biscuits. Flick em, flick em, dunk em, shove em up your ass. Tuna's Tika, Gary, Baldy, Time, our Drifters, Jaffa Cakes, Party Rigs, Jammy Dodges, Coconut Rigs, Shortcake, La 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 Lemon Puff Club, Viennese, Maryland, Balzan, Biscoff, Penguins, Animals, Gold Snack, Rocky Bars, Rocky Bars, Rocky Bars, Rocky Bars! Welcome to the latest episode of Separating the Elite from the Chav with me, Euthanasia Dumbwaiter, and my bunker buddy, Crispy. Hello. How are you? I'm all right, yeah. Oh dear. Again, it's been a long time. Too long. I know. But, um, what have you been up to? Jet setting. Oh yeah. Fast cars. Uh, fast food, fast women. No. <laughs> <laughs> In the bunker. Do you want any Charlie? No, no. <laughs> Paracetamol. <laughs> yeah, go on, go on. <laughs> and the subject of today's podcast. Um, well, the way I uh, the way I introduced it is a clue to the subject of uh, of the pod. Um, and may I say, I don't need a hand, I need a face. Sorry, I'm not sure about that. Who's that? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Alexa. You must have guessed now. If not, it must be because you've been hit by a, a lime in a run by fruiting. Anyway, I'll put you out of your misery. We today are diving into the 1993 blockbuster film, Mrs. Doubtfire. Yay. And it was a blockbuster. This was the second biggest film of that year. Right. Well, um, the number one was Jurassic Park. Tough year. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I've got a bit of a dichotomy, which uh, I'll tell you about now. Um, yes, it's racist, it's misogynistic, it's transphobic, it's homophobic. Yeah. <laughs> but it was of its time. It's not. I'm not saying that's correct. It's it's not acceptable for a mainstream. 1993, you said, didn't you? Yeah, I was. Uh, I would have been 11 when this came out. I was 20. 
So I remember this for me was the biggest film I remember coming out in my lifetime. The first big, big film. Right. You know, like there were obviously there were the eighties films like E.T. and Back to the Future, mm. um, other big films. But this is the first one I remember my, um, being lucid. Um, it was just everywhere. It was massive. It was the the, the billboards were everywhere. The uh, the trailer was on every ten minutes on TV. There were interviews about it. It was just everywhere. It was just massive. It, it, and I love this film. It, I've got I had it on DVD. Uh, I've got it on DVD. Uh, I had it on VHS when it came out. My mum took me to see it, which is quite embarrassing to my mum to tell you to, uh, to <laughs> film. Uh, but she loved all that kind of shit. She loved drag. Yeah. So it was right up her street. Yeah, she loved like Danny Roo and. It's very. It's actually. It's very apt for nowadays because we've just had the two uh, most popular TV personalities, Ant and Deck, uh, dressed up in drag. Right. On there on one of the biggest TV shows at the time, it's very much in the zeitgeist of uh, coming out of the uh, yeah of the well, coming of, age of the you, consciousness of this of society at the moment. Mm-hmm. There's loads of po- podcasts I've listened to that. Are really down on this film now, but I just want to celebrate uh, the the genius of Robin Williams. Um, at the time, he was uh, he'd done Dead Poets Society come out. He'd done Hook, not so not so good, but this this mate proper put him in the A list category, I think. Right. So, where were you when this came out, Chris? Well, picture this. Take us back to that. I remember it coming out. I mean, everyone watched it, but I was 20 years old, so I can't see myself being, you know, sat at home watching it. (laughs) (laughs) I I didn't go and see it on big screen, but uh, I'm surprised how, you know, it's well, it's a classic, isn't it? You can't say of its time. Um, It's interesting that you, I was waiting for you to say it's a classic kids' film or a family film. This is not a kids' film or a family film. This is, uh, I'd call it a, a comedy drama. Mm, definitely. Right. It's not uneven, but there's stuff in there that's not subversive, but very like, it's a family breakup film. You know, it's terrible. Very, you know, it's heavy stuff. Anyway, I've forgotten how drama, you know, heavy drama it is, but it's not uneven though. I think he, uh, he doesn't tone it down, he goes way over the top. <laughs> what, you think uh, a man wearing a twin set and a massive vulcanised pair of tits is, is not over the top? Very. <laughs> I mean, was it cutting edge at the time? He's like, he's a top man. The, the makeup definitely was because it won the Academy Award for makeup. Did it? Yeah. And when he first opens that door and you see him in his makeup, he's just Robin Williams, isn't it? Yeah, that's say. that's exactly what I thought. Surely Miranda, his wife, would have guessed it straight away. And when he started speaking, exactly. um, it's just the dad's voice straight away. Yeah, can we like can we just uh, uh, take issue with his accent straight away? Mm. It, what 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 part of England is he from? <laughs> I 
thought I re- vaguely remember he's meant to be Scottish or she's meant to be Scottish. Yeah, talking about his accent, the, the film, the, the, in the film, they do address his muddled accent mm. um, because Pierce Bosnan, Bronhon, uh, Stu Dunmire, pre-Bond he was at the time, um, he he says to Mrs. Doubtfire, where, where, whereabouts are you from? Because that's a it's a muddled accent. Um, yeah, we, we no one knows where whereabouts in England he's from. I thought it was really good, isn't it? Yeah, doesn't do a lot in it, Pierce Brosnan, but he just I think he's well, a good. There's one scene spoiled where um, Williams, um, where he first meets Miranda. Does uh, Pierce Brosnan very quickly? I noticed as well. Yeah, and it's the stick he uses to try and pull her. There's no way that Barbara Broccoli and Michael G. Wilson have seen this. I was trying to pull it because it's, it's atrocious. Mm-hmm. And then thought, I know he's a perfect fit for a, a suave. I know. First scene, think, slimy bastard, don't you? Yeah, you do. He's right in there, isn't he? But I know, again, um, Miranda's boss fancies Stuart Dunbar more than she ever ever will. Mm. Have, you noticed, have you noticed that? Yeah, yeah. He's really like, oh, he's, oh, this, he's, he's done really well, he's perfect. <laughs> the neighbour uh, grasses him up because he's having the big party you just mentioned. That's right. And her name is Gloria, not Swanson, but um, she's Estefan. There's actual yeah, Gloria Estefan. <laughs> she she's there's a few, there's a few uh, deleted scenes of the film where she's got a bigger part in it, and uh, she's a really evil bitch. She's horrible. I heard a rumour. That, you know, because Robin Williams goes off on one anyway. He just, you know, had limps for loads. And there's, all the outtakes are really mucky. And there's like a films worth of them, but no one will release them. Well, you're talking it. about outtakes. I thought this, uh, when I watched a bit with, uh, towards the end, with um, Mrs. Darkfire Stewart when they're on their own. Mm. And it comes out with loads of uh, um, sexual innuendo. What Stu does? No, no, um, Robin does. He goes like, are you going to be doing the bone dance? All right. And uh, there'll be some cunning ling- linguistics. Oh, I that. <laughs> well, I don't remember that in the first time I ever saw that film. Good reason. Yeah. I'm glad you did. Um, <laughs> they must have cut that out. Um, I also, uh, this was in the version I, I first saw, but I didn't recognise it at the time because I was only 11. The... Uh, the nonsing of his boss, where they're both together, and he's like, "Why are you wearing lipstick?" Oh yeah, and he says, "Oh, he rubbed off uh, mate's girlfriend." Yeah, and then he goes, "The guy must be 60, 65, who's the boss mm-hmm. of the of the TV station he's working for." And he says, "Does does does she have a friend for me?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. What you mean? Well, I think I think he's meant to be like. How old is he meant to be in this film? Robin Williams, like thirty or something like that. Older than that. Well, I'll say forties. Anyway, yeah, that that's uh, that's a bit um, a bit of a worrying bit of that film as well. That um, we can uh, gloss over, maybe. He don't really raise an eyelid when he turns up in full drag, does he? No, 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 no. Like... Well, it's probably because they've had like they've had uh, about eighteen shivas uh, yeah. whiskeys by them. He does do drunk very well. Another deleted scene which uh, thankfully uh, 
it was it was cut out. It was uh, Robin does a, a faux West Indian accent about the uh, talking about the jambalaya. All right, to a to a chef who questions what he's doing. All right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Left his Gandhian, didn't they? Left his Gandhian, yeah, yeah, yeah. Threw that in there. Um, yeah, it was interesting because uh, I, I, the writer of the film, like a white woman, um, she said that he didn't do much. You know, like in, in Aladdin, he, he's it's famous. He did loads and loads of bad yeah. In this one, he didn't. Yeah. I think that's the only bit you see the uh, the, the ad living is when uh, he's talking about the bone dance and uh, cunning. No, no, towards the end of cunning. Oh, right. They did yeah. keep it to a minimum, didn't they? Kept him on a bit of a leash. Well, no, probably not. I think because it, I'd say it, it's more a dramatic film with bits of comedy in it. Slapstick, it's proper slapstick. And yeah. I, don't, I think those bits are dated the worst, the slapstick. <laughs> Apart from when he sets his tits on fire. Yeah, the, the writer, um, I've listened to on, a, on another podcast and uh, she said that she she kind of was in at the beginning of it and at the end, but in the middle of it was kind of like Christopher Columbus who directed the film, was more his... He took over. He took over, yeah. He's got his... But um, over the it, original yeah. ending was a lot darker that she wrote she she wrote that um at the restaurant daniel and miranda were uh fighting and then they both say they hate each other mm. and then the little daughter maddie the five-year-old mm. she says i hate both of you Tough. and uh but the it looks like uh, christopher columbus um didn't want that. If I was too dark, it's too too heavy. It's weird you saying that because the ending does feel a bit not part of the film to me. You know where he is, uh, Mrs. Doubtfire, the kids present it. it don't feel part. It just feels tacked on a bit. That. Yeah, I think the. Uh, or is it me being an asshole? Well, yeah, there's that, but um... <laughs> then it just felt a bit uneven. Just made it a happy ending. Sort yeah. of, sort of. Yeah, so I sort of it's a realistic ending. Um, but like, what happens to Paul Pierce? Does it... Yeah, he just disappears. Just disappears. He nearly died. Yeah. <laughs> Poor man. And he's nearly... He, because of Robin Williams, and Robin Williams says, sorry about that. Are you going to tell us, a, because a, a, a big part of this film is the... Uh, the, the, like any great film, there's a couple of montages in it, and one of the montages is uh, is painted with the music of "Dude Looks Like a Lady." Yeah, yeah. Um, what, what's your uh, you you were telling me uh, off off air about Steve Siler? Oh, so you yeah. to that documentary on him. That's all. I'll just start watching. I'm not like, right into him, but. It went documentary, so I can say it. I think alleged, he started, alleged, alleged. Alleged. Well, he was seeing a 13-year-old girl, I think she was 13, and got her pregnant and just kept that out of the way. And, where can we look it up? Is there a, is there a, what did you see, where was this documentary? Where did you see it? It was on Sky, I think. <laughs> anyway, just email Alan. Don't <laughs> anything else. It's adapted from a, a book by Anne Fine, who was a British author, oh, yeah. and her first um, 
choice for the role was Warren Beatty. Really? <laughs> God, I'm ashamed. I think maybe she thought this this is totally against type mm-hmm. that it might work. You might really get into it. And, so um, went with the obvious. But didn't Sally Field and Warren Beatty have a bit of a thing together? At some they, point? they did, yeah. She were uh, she was shagging Burt Reynolds for ages, for years. Oh, yeah. You like you like do you like yeah? He's got the um, Burt. But yeah, uh... Bert Reynolds. <laughs> Bert Reynolds. Your brother worked with Bert Reynolds. Yeah. Really? Yeah, he did a film with him. I think oh, he was Buffer. What's a Buffer? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Fluffer. No, Fluffer. <laughs> Buffer. No, I think he took uh, his sandwiches and that. Oh, did he have any good stories about him? Can't remember now. So they're all right. Nice job. Oh, Very old then. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Anyway, we got anything else to say about it? <laughs> There's a lot of heavy-handed songs in it. They could have gone for something more, less obvious. Like, dude looks like a lady. It's a man's world. James Brown. Yeah, yeah you know yeah. what I mean. Well, there was a. That's the eight. Who someone did a remake of that song, didn't they? And they changed it to "It's a Woman's World." I can't remember. Was it Nina Cherry or something like that? It's a woman. Don't really know. Hmm. Have to look that one. So Daniel and Miranda. They uh, split up and they have to go to court for the custody battle. So he, the judge says to him, sort your head out, I'll give you three months or you can't see your kids. He also sees him on a Saturday, innit? He says you can have one. So yeah. He's on a Saturday for a couple of hours and he's fucking gutted about it. He says you've got three months to sort your head out and then we'll review it. A bit of the film like, yeah, that I took really a big issue with, right? Is she comes into his flat when he's having the meal with the kids for the first mm. time. She makes it like it's a fucking tip. It's like it's, it, it's like a, it's like a, a, a crack house or something. The way she reacts. Yeah, it's not even that bad, is it? No, I don't give her the refugee look. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, she she turns into a right bitch, mm. doesn't she? Yeah. Um, but she kind of they wrote it and she turns it round in a couple of lines by saying, "Yeah, well, I never spoke to him and I worked all the time and I never had time for my family. So I've got to do with him." Yeah, I, I can really um, sympathise with that, uh, Daniel's character. A lot, a lot of uh, revisionism now is like he was the twat. He just did what he wanted. He was a, you know, devil may care. But you know, he, he was doing his best to look after his kids, and um, yeah. yeah, you know, kids, they know in the end that. You know, the, whoever's the uh, chief, uh, the breadwinner, that they'll know in the end that it was all for their sake, really. You know, that scene you just mentioned where she storms in and just it's quite a big scene that because the kids lose it as well. It's quite heavy, that yeah, it is. Um, and then, uh, I did what I didn't get later on. Um, the first time Mrs. Doubtfire is looking after the kids, he hmm. says it's a cunt, he says, like, I know, straight away, implements it. Yeah, where's that come from? Just door frames and stuff like that. <laughs> Impressive fish tank there. Yeah. yeah. I wish my fish tank was as uh, bubbly as that. Get some company gold out of that fish tank, don't they? A couple of good flowing yeah. stuff in it. <laughs> I was going to ask you, when they're watching... Uh, so, yeah, so the the, uh, the first bit of uh, conflict between the kids and Mrs. Dartfire is when they're watching this old black and white movie. I'm and there's a guy with like play doh stuck on his face, and they're pushing it into his. Yeah. Do you know where, where's that from? 
I don't know, I thought that was weird. And the comedy show that they're watching is an old black and white Dick Van Dyke show. Yeah. So it's weird, isn't it? These kids won't be watching that. Yeah, why would... I know, I don't know. Like, 30 years before it, mm. it was set. I used to watch Batman, though, when I was... Adam West. Yeah, yeah. Best one. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, never, he's never been beaten. Shark repellent. Get it out. That shark's biting his leg. <laughs> A fun fact uh, that Robin Williams insisted insisted on a full pubic wig as part of the costume <laughs> method. There, that is method. Yeah, I heard that. Um, okay. He'd go out in in the town of. I heard that he'd go out in the, in San Francisco in full makeup, full costume, and he went to a, a sex shop and bought um, a, a large dildo and other toys. Brilliant. <laughs> I can imagine that being true as well. <laughs> I like a black mamba. That, that's not a very good impression. As you, as uh, regular listeners know, that I'm not the best at impressions. Oh, Mr. Lad, as I'm your court liaison officer, I'd like to know, do you have any special skills? Uh, would you like to set fire to my pubic toe, Oh, Percy, you made me spit out my cup of tea and toasted tea cake. That is totally inappropriate. Do you have anything else you can do? I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. Two for one on Greg's vegan steak bakes the fuck. But Red, where shall I go? What shall I do? Frankly, my dear, I don't give a fuck. Oh, Mrs. Robinson, are you trying to pull my underpants down? They're quite skiddy today. Well, fuck me. This film is made, was made for me. It was, you know, it's, a, it's made for an 11-year-old boy, isn't it? Really? Mm. You know, the, uh, the double entendre is the slapstick. Yeah. Do you think it's aged well? No. <laughs> <laughs> the, the comedy's aged quite well, but, yeah, the uh, the other bits of it. But mm. I, I didn't I didn't want to just do a podcast that's bashing it. Mm. No. It, it was made when it was made. Um, let's just celebrate um, a cracking comedy that, you know, it, there's something in it for everyone, I think. I think Robin Williams was a strange character. Where do you think it sits in his canon of work overall? It's not, it, you know, it, it, it's not in the same. Uh, it's not seen in the same uh, light as you know, like Good Morning Vietnam and Good Will Hunting and stuff like that. Mm. But, I watch that last but you know, it's one of his best. It's one of his best comedies, I think. Mm. I and, it's, it. and it's weirdly, it, yeah, I could say it earlier. It's not. One way he did loads of ad libs. No, we were all, you said yeah. the lines were there. Um, I think it works because you, you, the comedy stands <laughs> out against the, uh, the the heartstrings being pulled so much. Just some genuine sad bits, not smaltzy. Yeah. I mean, it is sugary. Some of it's like a truckload of Mr. Kipling, proper, you know, sugary. We're running out of time now, so let's get to uh, the. the the failed sequel, um, 
Robin Williams is uh, noted as saying that they, oh, through the years they tried a few times to write a sequel, but it never came to fruition. Um, there were, one idea was to have uh, Lydia go to university and Mrs. Doubtfire in uh, in the background keeping an eye on her. A few loads of pervy jokes. Yeah, yeah, it won't, it won't be made nowadays. No. But yeah, um, as you can tell, we uh, are big fans of this film, big fans of Robin Williams. He had his problems. You know, he was a, a philanderer, uh, a drug user, but he was kind of let off a loss, because loss. Uh, he did lots of ad-libbing on Aladdin. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> he was a genius. He was a comedy genius. And he could act. He could properly act. Mm. I like a lot of his st- uh, serious stuff. His films are really good. Yeah. We should re-release Mrs. Doubtfire. What? But crowd all the remastered, remastered, but for for uh, for the uh, the work generation, so there'll be about ten minutes left in the film. <laughs> Don't diss it. I'll never diss it. Yeah, so uh, we'll uh, we'll join you next time, where we will be talking about um, staying alive, the uh, the sequel to. Saturday night, no, we're not really. Good job. Unless you want us to. But, uh, yeah, I know, I know Chris, Crispy, you're, you're dying to do over the top by Sylvester Stallone, aren't you? I could do all the canon films. Yeah. <laughs> Superman 4. Brilliant. Yeah. Not that gets a bad rap. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. Should we do a Chuck Norris or something? Chuck Norris, yeah. We should do. Uh, Prime Chuck Norris, 80s. There's, there's so many to choose from. It's missing an option. Well, give, give us a. Give us a drop us a line. Tell us what film you want us to re- to review, and uh, if we can be asked and get together, we'll do it. So thanks for listening, and prepare, 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 piss off, crispy. Goodbye. Bye.